You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 145. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 145. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. You almost got me. I almost did. (laughs) Got a little snicker out of you. (gasps) Oh my gosh, you guys. Every time I record that beginning part where I say... Episode one, four, five. <laughs> You're listening. Yeah. Uh, he always tries to make me laugh. and <laughs> <laughs> Almost got you. You got me on I one. got a little snicker. I got a little sneer. And then it, and then I press stop for yeah. the record. And I'm like, suck it, bitch. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, got good it. try. <laughs> hey, pod people. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. So today we're going to talk about four ways to love yourself when you are far away from where you want to be. Yeah, that one, that title kind of caught me because I'm like, I'm never really where I want to be, but I'm happy where I am. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, you've done a lot of personal development work to not get into that place where it's like, I can't be happy until I have my own practicing office for therapy. Yeah. Gotcha. Or, you know, We're going to talk all about it, you know, what the common paradigm is and what most people do and where they get stuck. Cool. And where we ultimately kind of (coughs) put off or we reserve loving ourselves or liking who we are until we accomplish a bunch of shit or check a bunch of boxes. And then when we get to that point, we realize that it wasn't about that at all. Yeah, exactly. And then then you feel lied to and you're like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? I checked the boxes. I'm supposed to be happy. So we're going to talk about that a lot today. But one thing that you do need to know, and I I kind of hinted at this last week, I have another brand new, completely free, no cost workshop, online workshop that I'm teaching with my very best friend, Andrea Owen, who many of you guys know. She's been a guest on the show before, and she is the uh, master and commander of your kick-ass life. And we have a joint company together called the self-love revolution. And we periodically will do projects together and teach classes together. And so we have a completely free workshop coming up that I'm really thrilled about. We've taught it before. So if you missed it the last time we did it, which I can't even remember if it was in the fall or I can't even remember what it was, to be honest. It was a year ago, wasn't it? I don't... I think it was last spring. I don't know. I have a really hard time keeping that shit straight. But anyway, it is called Four Must-Have Self-Love Secrets. And we are going to teach you a bunch of incredible things, all completely free, like I said. And it's all online, and it's designed to be extremely interactive. So we created a workbook for you that you'll also get when you register. Everybody loves a workbook. Everybody loves a workbook. And I didn't expect you to get that excited. Um, I was like, oh. (laughs) Kind of took me off guard. Came out of nowhere. But yeah, so that's really cool because we will give you homework and stuff that you will want to actually implement throughout your week to make make changes. Like 
you know, I'm always talking about that. Like it's about creating something different, not just listening to the, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea and then doing jack shit with it. And if any of you have come to my workshops, my online workshops before, I don't fuck around. Like you're there, you want to show up. This is not something where you are going to listen for 40 minutes before anybody gets to content. Like I don't mess around. You will not want to be folding laundry. You will not want to be driving. Um, Riding the treadmill. Right. Because we're going to talk to you all about how to speak kindly to yourself instead of beating yourself up for damn near everything. We're also going to talk about self-worth and self-confidence. And one of our favorite tools to help kind of shift your perspective around self-worth our favorite practice for getting out of your own way, which really I think works every single time. And then we're talking also about emotions. So instead of doing some of the emotionally charged things like lashing out or blaming or avoiding or people pleasing or falling face first into Ben and Jerry's or all of the things that we do instead of feeling what we feel, we're going to cover that and talk about you know why that is and what we can do about it. It's in there. And what it really means to fall in love with you. So if you want in, all you have to do is go to theselfloverevolution.com and you'll see we have two different dates and times available for you. And you'll, again, get access to the workbook and have the opportunity to share it with people. You know, bring somebody. Bring somebody who can hold you accountable and you can challenge one another. We've had a ton of people do that in the past and it's one of the best ways to get the most out of one of these workshops. So For sure. TheSelfLoveRevolution.com and it will be listed in the show notes page as well. Cool. Yeah. So get your ass yeah. to class, baby. Uh, so before we jump into some content, why don't, I mean, I know you said we cannot impede on the would you rather segment. No, you know, you got to give the people what they want. I know. You know, you got to, you got (laughs) to keep up with demand and, uh, without a would you rather, you just wouldn't have a full show. No, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So without further ado. Would you rather? <clears throat> All right. So today's would you rather is, would you rather be missing both big toes oh. or both index fingers? Oh. oh, tough call, man. Tough call. Tough call, Smith. That's a tough, tough call, call. As, a, as a body worker, too, because. Oh, you have to keep the fingers. Yeah, but I use my toes for balance. I know, but isn't I thought our like our pinky toe was even more pivotal in balance than our big toe. Probably, I don't know. That's uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think the big toe is a pretty big one. <laughs> that's why they call it the big toe. That's why they call it the big toe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I think I would probably go with the toe, although that has some severe implications for some of my strappy sandals. Yeah, and- shoes aren't going to be as nice. Uh, heels will fit better. I I think overall I want to keep my fingers. Keep the fingers, lose the toes. Yeah. What All about right. you? I I think <clears throat> I think I'm gonna keep my fingers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you need. I mean, As a matter of fact, I'd like to have an extra finger. <laughs> oh really? Don't take that the wrong way. I'd like to <laughs> hey, have. Hey, <laughs> I don't think I'd complain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Like, if I was a 
12 fingered massage therapist it, people would be like whoa <laughs> that extra finger though that really <laughs> that <laughs> extra finger though <laughs> more bang for your buck wow wow so you officially cannot give me shit for wanting to change the rules of would you rather when you just completely change you're like you know what i would rather i'd rather an extra finger and it's like no that's not even part of it oh oh yeah you're right i'm just saying like as a little side note oh i would rather have an extra finger than lose my index finger. Uh, that extra finger though yeah <laughs> people are probably so sick of us i don't know <laughs> oh my They're like gosh. these two. These fuckers, dude. All right, so let's talk about what the hell to do when you hear people like me or or you see these lovely memes that are like, love yourself unconditionally. And you're like, really? Because I'm super mean to myself. I hate this my current weight. I'm super unhappy in my job. I'm not happy with my kids, my husband, whatever. Yeah. And it feels like... <clears throat> the hardest thing in the world to actually like who you are or be kind to yourself. And I think this comes from us collapsing our self-worth and our views of ourselves with our current circumstances. So if you're in a relationship that you don't love or a job that, that you don't thrive in or whatever it happens to be, it's so it's like fodder for your inner critic to for attach sure. to and go see you can't even pick a good partner see you can't even make it in a, this career yeah and so it makes it it's almost like the cards are stacked against you it makes it even harder to go yeah but I love me you know because it feels like a big lie because you're taking your circumstance as evidence that you are shitty and you aren't your circumstances so one of the things that i love to tell people is you can love who you are and not love your circumstance right so this always like blows people's minds when i tell them like you don't have to love that you're 50 pounds overweight like yeah. loving yourself <clears throat> does not mean yay i fucking love this extra weight or it doesn't mean that you are ungrateful if you don't love the job that you're in. Like a lot of times we take whatever circumstance we are that we're in and we make it mean something else. And we're going to kind of get into that in a second. But like for instance, if you're in a job that is like, let's say really well paying, but you are super <clears throat> unhappy. Yeah, I don't like you it. You make it mean I'm ungrateful because I have this great job that I don't like. No, you could still be super grateful for that job and not want to be there. Like those things can coexist. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things that I'll, I'll always do, like specifically around body image or things like that where we think, oh, there's no way I could love myself if I'm, you know, a little heavier. So I just speak really kindly to myself because let's not get it twisted. My body just responds to the shit I choose to eat, the activity I choose not yep. to do, the whiskey I choose to drink. <laughs> That's right. You know, my body is just like, <laughs> dude, could you help a sister out here? Because, you know, so I think we get it really twisted in a lot of ways where we, when we're unhappy with a circumstance like that, we want something to blame. So the easiest thing for us, not to mention that we're, 
you know, really surrounded by these sorts of messages in the media, the easiest thing is just to be fucking mean to ourselves, mean to our bodies, and and in turn, not allow ourselves to really like who we are or love who we are. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm like a little overweight or having a hard time with something physically, like for me, my big issue is skin. So if my skin is breaking out, I don't think for one second that I'm like, yay, I love my fucking acne, right? Like, I don't think that, but I sure as fuck love Amy. And it's not my skin's fault. It's usually just something that I ate or some harsh shit that I did to it. It's not my skin's fault. And it's a circumstance. It doesn't mean that's me and my worth and, you know, that I deserve to berate myself because there's a circumstance I don't like. Right, yeah. So the way in which this usually shows up for us is we think, well, I can't, I'll love myself as soon as I lose that weight. Or I'll love myself as soon as I own my own physical therapy center. Right. I'll love myself as soon as he proposes. As soon as I'm engaged and then I don't have to deal with this like stupid conversation of when are you guys going to get engaged, then I think I'll really be happy. And we don't usually say things like, in our own mind, we don't usually say, then I'll love myself or then I'll be worthy. We usually just say, then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. And so we take all of these things that we think that are ultimately just circumstance, just situation. Getting engaged is a situation. It doesn't have anything to do with your worth as a human yeah, I, it, you know, the irony there is that once we start kind of getting more detailed and more um, more loving to ourselves, we start making better decisions. Right. You That's know? exactly right. I mean, wow, like truly such a great, It like it comes full circle. Yeah. It totally comes full it's circle. It's the other way around is right. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now it's like if I'm off track with my health in some way or eating something that I know flares up my skin or something like that, I apologize to my body instead of berating it and defaming mm-hmm. it. So I'll say, oh, honey, I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that gluten, God damn it. Nah. And damn that gluten. And thank you so much for trying to fight off that, you know, that blemish. And I, I, I'm, I hear you and I'm going to work harder at that. Instead of looking at myself and saying, you suck, you're shitty, you're, you're ugly, ugly. Right. you're, you know, no, this situation <clears throat> sucks, but I don't. And that's what I want you guys to start entertaining the idea of, because we're not really conditioned to believe that. At, I mean, for many of us, I mean, even think about you growing up. What were the messages that you received about what would equate a happy life? Most of the time, our parents say something about education, like you need to go get an education. Sure. Uh, sometimes it's following in your family's footsteps, going to the same colleges or maybe taking over a family business. It could be you got messaging from your mom that you'll be happy as long as you are this size or the, and maybe even your father or you got messaging from how they behaved. Maybe they didn't even say anything, but you interpreted things to mean I'll be happy if I'm thin, if I get married or, you know, if I have a baby, as soon as I buy a house, as soon as I have this incredible career, we kind of keep a running tally throughout our life of here are the things that I think will finally 
create freedom for me. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I think will finally allow me to like who I am. They're usually external, though. That's exactly right. <clears throat> We're looking external for an internal problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mic drop, Mr. Smith. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And I have found that in my in my business in particular, it is, it's a very interesting education of the audience because when you first get involved in personal development, there is, and maybe all of you guys listening know this moment, like a real pivotal moment. And for me, it was when I really got involved in in coaching and started going to coaching conferences and stuff in yeah. you know the early to mid 2000s and i was sideswiped that i had this much fucking power i did not realize that all of this i had all this power to begin with yeah and all it is is messaging and conditioning that we've had up until that breaking point. And then you hit that moment and most of you guys listening will be like, oh my God, it was when I read Brene Brown's book on this or when I started listening to the pod or when I started following so-and-so and you realize, oh shit, you mean it's not in the relationship? Yeah. It's not in the kid? It's not? <clears throat> no wonder I no haven't wonder. been happy this whole time. Right. So one of the things that I want you to start thinking about as we go through this is what would it look like if your goals, the things that are circumstantial or situational that you want to change, what if they were just in a category of betterment or goal setting instead of collapsing that with worth, collapsing that with love Mm -hmm. or, you know, caring about who you are so for instance the difference would be let's take the weight example instead of saying oh my gosh I love this how heavy I am you can say I love me I am committed to loving the woman that I am and I have a goal or a project or a circumstance or a situation where I would like to lose 50 pounds or where I would like to find some new skincare that cleans up my skin I'm not happy with that with this situation, but I love me. And it's it's kind of just mentally untangling these things that we have meshed together. Mhm. Yeah. So the first piece of that is to just entertain that as an idea. Because for many of you, you've gone through your entire life striving for attainment of whatever you think that thing is. That's going to magically unlock the happiness. Yeah. <clears throat> that right? is so true. And then the problem with that is it never fucking gets here. Because right. do you think you're actually happy with yourself when you lose 50 pounds? No. No. It's not. Now it's now I have loose skin. Now I have cellulite. Now it's like if you don't do that root work where your circumstance doesn't define your self-love, you will always, always be chasing that. You'll always be striving because we move the bar. We're the ones who, who it's like the dangling carrot. We keep yep. moving it. Like, well, now we lost that weight. Now we've got skin issues. I now read a book about that called, uh, what was it called? It was called um, Who Moved My Cheese? Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it was about like going through the maze as a rat, like getting to the cheese, and then you realize that the cheese wasn't there. It was You always had it with you in your backpack. Or something, you know, like it was kind of interesting how he put it. But yeah, you go through this maze of life looking for that cheese and then you get to the end of the maze and it's just more maze. Yep. 
<laughs> That's great. I'm going to put the link to Who Moved My Cheese in the show notes, too, so that okay. you guys can check it out on Amazon if you'd like. So that's great. I mean, and that that's the whole thing is we don't realize it, but we're the ones who set that goal. We're the ones who, who keep moving the cheese. We're the ones who keep moving what will create our worth. So why don't we move it to a place where we can actually love ourselves now, right? So how, how, how on earth do we do that? Yeah, how do we well, do that, Amy? Well, the first thing is every single thing that's going on for you I want you to watch what you make your goals mean and really look at them as additions to your life, right? So for instance, if I if I know I want to lose weight or I know I want to get a new job, I get to put that into my goal bucket, right? So I get to put that in my goal bucket and it's like, okay, we're going to get a new job. But that doesn't mean I have to talk shit to myself or be mean to myself now. So part of it is what I was talking about just a second ago is truly committing the mental separation of these things, right? So right now, think about a couple of circumstances or situations in your life right now that have left you really unhappy or unfulfilled. For many people, it's a relationship to somebody their workplace, their career, their financial status. That's another huge one. Yeah. I'm worthless if I don't have all sorts of money in the bank or if I have debt, then mm. I must be a loser. No, you just have debt. You don't have to make it mean anything. You're the one who chooses to mean you can't love yourself yeah. or you're not a valuable human. So you're saying we set goals regardless. Yeah. Some of them are better for us. Some of us, some of them are detrimental. But well, either way, you're setting a goal. Well, what I'm saying is, <clears throat> is it's not necessarily about setting the goal. It's how you view the goal. It's that you view it as an addition, something that I want, that I'm going to strive and achieve for, but does not have to do with my worth or gotcha. my self love. So that if you don't attain it, then. You can be sad, you can be bummed out, you can experience your emotions, but it doesn't have to mean that you go, okay, well, that must mean I'm a loser then, or right. I'm unlovable, or all of these massive conclusions that we make because we collapse our self-worth with the goal. Gotcha. So uncollapsing it is what I'm saying. Well, what, <clears throat> it just seems like the, um, let me see if I can word this right. So I think people put a lot of themselves into their goals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when you even just saying that, putting myself into a goal, mm -hmm. that is attaching my self worth to the end result. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really it's really more about your spiritual investment in it, you know, okay. and, and using semantics that support that, I think. OK. So even if you were to say, like, these are the things that I would really like to have in my life. And I recognize that I'm already a valuable human or valuable and person. I'm gotcha. still nice already I'm still can choose to love myself now because what I don't want is I don't want people to stay in that cycle where they perpetually put their happiness and their self-love on hold because they go, I can't I oh, but I haven't accomplished what I wanted, but I didn't make partner, but I didn't get, you know, picked for this or I, you know, whatever. So do you do it the opposite way too? like, let's say you did make partner. 
Uh-huh. Do you consider that's an add-on that's doesn't doesn't make you valuable make my or worthy. Self-worth. Right? No, exactly. Yeah. So then you, whatever the circumstances, this is great. Thank you for bringing all this up. This is stuff that like is so good. So good. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. So whatever the circumstances, you deal with that with whatever emotions are acceptable. So for instance, if you do attain the goal, fucking celebrate. You know, you're going to be excited, right. ecstatic. But if your goal is collapsed with your self-worth, and this is what we see all the time, that celebration place is very short-lived because then you're like on to the next thing. Well, now I'm, I'm still not good enough, so I need got to it, I need to move on it. to the next thing. Gotcha. So now we go, fuck yes, I just accomplished this thing. I'm so proud of myself, and I actually love who I am. And whatever happens next, awesome. But I still love me now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's making them two different things. Your relationship to who you are and then your relationship to achieving things. Yeah. It's two different concepts that we collapse together. Got it. So got it. the second thing, you know, and so the, again, just to underline that, that first thing is really just se- the separating those two things. So think about in your life, if there's a circumstance or situation in which you want to change or make some advancements in or scale down on whatever it happens to be, look at what you are making that circumstance mean and really get clear because that's the first place is you have to get clear on, am I collapsing a goal? Got it. With my self-love or self-worth. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the second thing, this is really, um, this is a harder thing to wrap your head around. So again, any the only way to create change and specifically create a change around something that you've had as a very strong belief for a long time is to simply begin to question it. So even if you take this next concept that I give you and just start to get curious about it. Like, what if this could actually be true? So give yourself radical permission to love yourself now. Now that, that taking that belief on, like, I'm allowed to love myself now. I mean, I, I'm teaching an entire three-month class about that shit. Like, it takes time yeah so i don't think for one second that you listen to this podcast and you're like sweet i get to give myself permission to love myself no i understand that you need to entertain this idea and at first you're really resistant because you've nurtured a way of being your entire life where you have to pay for your worth yeah you have to have your keep penance for self-love yeah right So now you're going, wait a minute, just by virtue of being a human, I'm allowed to love who I am? Wait, then what the hell does that, what does that mean about trying to garner love from everybody in my life? What does that mean about all of this striving that I've done? What, what, and it, it turns everything on its head and it takes time to really believe that. So again, the first step is to just get curious, just question it. Like, what if, what if I could actually choose worth? What if, what if, what if, what if I've been the one deterring my self-worth and self-love this whole time? 
and just stand in question. So the I, I'll never forget this. Like I was reading about how we form our beliefs from Tony Robbins and he was talking about how the, the very beginning piece of changing any belief system is to simply question it. And if you think about how that relates, I mean, we see people, I'm sure many of you guys can relate to somebody in your life who changed religions yeah. overnight, or maybe they chose to become really philanthropic for a cause, or they changed a political stance that they that was really polar opposite. The, the very first piece of that, always, it's not oftentimes overnight, the very first piece of that is questioning the beliefs they're holding right now. I mean, another great example are, are people who've broken free from a cult. Yeah. They were yeah. under a very specific <clears throat> set of beliefs. The only way they broke out of that was to start questioning. Wait a minute. What if this isn't all there is? What if what if I didn't have to live this way? It is the exact same thing with you believing your whole life that self-love is earned or you know must be attained through external factors the first step in changing that belief is simply questioning it so don't underestimate the power of inquiry around this because so many people are just like no just help tell me how to love myself now And I'm like, really? Because we're undoing a couple of decades of that shit. So if I tell you that you can just choose, that's not what you want to hear. Well, it may not. It's not even that they they don't want to hear it. It's it's like, okay, that sounds great. How do we do that? Right. Right. That's exactly right. You start by questioning. Yes, you start by questioning, and then you also reinforce these new notions or these new beliefs that you want to attach to with your current environment, behavior, and self-talk. So for instance, if you now are deciding, I'm going to give myself radical permission to love myself now, guess what? That means people who you hang out with who wouldn't think that that's awesome are now detrimental to you moving into this powerful place. Yeah. That means talking mad shit to yourself has to stop. And we've done tons of episodes about that too, like what to do with your inner shit talker. And you also have to really be aware of your own behaviors. So for instance, if one of your massive triggers is around your ex and you have this behavior of going online and stalking their Facebook page, that is something you are doing to condition an old belief pattern that you're trying to break free from. Yeah. So stop sabotaging yourself. So, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. So the third thing is, is really kind of parallel to number one, which is decide that your goals are only about fulfillment. Your goals are now in service of you. They are about creating more fulfillment in your life instead of, I'll be happy only if I make partner, mm-hmm. only if I get pregnant, only if this person loves me. That's a very different way to attain a goal. That's You're in service of the goals. That's exactly that right. You, you, Your happiness is contingent on your achievement of that goal. Right. Instead of going, you know, like we were just saying, as something happens and you can just celebrate it like dude i this 
thing that I really wanted to achieve, I did it and I'm fucking proud of myself and you get to celebrate it and it is in service of you. Right. Instead of going, I guess now I'm worthy for like two more seconds until I create a new goal that I have to go strive for. You know what's also interesting, if I might add in, is the type of people that you attract when you start doing this work. Ooh, say more. Well, when you start like finding self-love and really digging into yourself, you start looking at your environment a little bit differently. That's so true. Just like just like we're using goals, mm-hmm. you could put people in that spot too. Oh yeah. Right? Like you're in service of people or people are in service of you kind of a thing. I mean, no not completely. Right. But I think what I'm saying is that when you start digging into yourself, you start to eliminate things that aren't uh, fitting in with the things that you're trying to accomplish That's for true. yourself. Yeah. And that might include people. Yeah, right? absolutely. Or vice versa. Yeah. You start really like getting confident and secure with yourself and confident, secure people get attracted to that. That's absolutely right. Right? I always love to say now... We virtually have no shitty humans in our life. Like, <laughs> we have such rich connections yeah, with yeah, people, yeah, and absolutely. I feel like they are nonstop. But n- not only is that because now we have, we are like minded, and we have this mutual common ground of self love and confidence and personal development, but we also do not tolerate any less anymore because we've fostered this way of loving mm-hmm. who we are. And so, the people that are there to use you kind of fall away because oh, they it, realize that they can't. Because we won't tolerate Maybe it. Maybe even if it's subliminal, you know? I mean, remember your situation with that friend of yours who you used to work with and you, because of the, kind of the work you were doing and figuring out things about who you are and what you want in your life, you're like, every time he calls me, he just wants something. Mm-hmm. And so you told him. I did. Like yeah, I was like, hey man, how you doing? Man, it seems like every t- every time you call me, you're looking for something. What do you need today? Yeah, you like know? I'm on to you, and <clears throat> I choose not to spend my time right. with that. So, number <laughs> four is use your internal self talk that supports this new choice. This is really about the reconditioning. This is about saying stuff to yourself like. I am more than my current circumstance. I am more than this shitty situation. This too shall pass. Or as I always use from Harv Eker, cancel, cancel. cancel. Yeah. I choose not to focus on this. Like That's when you find one. yourself going off in the mirror about how heavy you are, your skin looks awful, or you're getting passed up for this job, or ugh, you know whatever it is, that negative self-talk, that's on you to start conditioning. It is exactly like physical fitness for your spiritual and mental self. It is a workout. You don't just magically make it happen the same way you don't magically get a six pack. You fucking work for it. You absolutely have to work for how you speak to yourself. Yeah. It is flexing a new muscle that that has atrophied over decades. So give yourself some time to start implementing this new kindness. So any step, any step is positive and it's in the right direction because it's better than where you were before. Yeah. Right? So keep in mind when you're working with, okay, how do I how do I attach to this new belief? 
look at all of the things that you are in control of. You can control your environment in a lot of ways. And that is who you choose to engage with. Do you necessarily, am I saying quit your job if it's toxic? I'm not, not, I'm not, no. You know, you might want to think about that down the line and create a plan. But I'm saying, who are the people that you get wrapped up in, you know, obligations that you don't want to be around? You can say no, you can decline. You are responsible for how you choose to spend your time. So are you spending it with people who would build up this sort of a concept, right? Are you using self-talk that is fostering this sort of self-love? And are you using behaviors that are fostering this? So for instance, if you know that a certain television show always makes you feel like shit about yourself, like Next Top Model, or I don't know if that's even still on anymore. We don't have cable. But if there's something that's highly triggering for you, then don't watch it. Like that's a choice you're making that's making you feel shitty about yourself. People call those guilty pleasures. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think it's, it's a little different. Like, it, it's it's a little different. I'm not going to get into all of that. But okay, um, <laughs> it's not really pleasure, though. Yeah. Guilty pleasure, I feel like, is something that, like, really doesn't have anything except a, I don't know, comical or entertainment piece to you. It doesn't cause you, like, detrimental self-talk. Okay. All right. I don't know. We'll save that for another yeah, podcast because yeah, yeah. otherwise, why is it called guilty pleasure? Because right? it's like Kardashians, like for instance. Yeah. Kardashians is guilty pleasure for me. That's detrimental to your health. It's though. detrimental to my health. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. But when I watch it, I don't feel like shit. I don't feel awful. Like I, I actually enjoy it. It's like entertainment that you're kind of embarrassed you're entertained by. Okay. All right. That's what I think. Another yeah. topic. Yeah. Yeah. Another day. Anyway. So those are four kind of ideas or concepts to start opening up this door to what if I could love who I am even though I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that was helpful. And if these are things that you know you want to keep gaining tools and keep gaining traction around, pardon me, this topic, then come to our workshop. Yeah. I mean, the worst case scenario is you fucking learn something. So... Please, theselfloverevolution.com. You know, it might be the, you know, you were saying like the first step right? in looking at yourself is to go do this. Right. Program yeah. And say, you know what? Yeah. There is some work to be done here. Yeah. Even if you're like, I still don't get it. I still don't really understand how, but that sounds way better than what I have been doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you. It's again. You like I said. You don't just get a six pack, because you're like that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, and you don't just put a electric belt on to get abs either. Right, that doesn't work. Yeah. Or we'd all be like uh, <laughs> shaking in that belt. Stupid product. <laughs> Stupid product. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, guys. So. If you, again, want to join us, go to theselfloverevolution.com. We would absolutely love to have you. And we'll be around these parts next week. So here is yes, to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.